to another day and more debates about crime and what to do with it. There is no doubt the craze for ram raiding amongst the young has contributed to the perception recently that crime is totally out of control. Add to that the growing number of gun crimes, particularly amongst the gangs, which all make headlines and it leads to a feeling that our streets are more unsafe than they've ever been before. Meanwhile, the government will point out statistics that show that most crimes are in fact down. But it has led to a debate on it, and the debate on crime has been all about punishment and all about crimes of violence and trespass. But the iceberg of crime is far bigger than we mostly hear, and just like an iceberg, the biggest crimes are relatively unreported. So Jared Gilbert wrote today in the New Zealand Herald about the incredible level of white-collar crime we have in New Zealand and what seems to be a laissez-faire attitude towards it. And he cited a couple of cases recently. There's that bloke charged with stealing $600,000 after defrauding the COVID wage subsidy. $600,000 is an awful lot of money. More than you'll ever get in a ram raid. Another case saw an allegation of an employer pocketing all his staff's PAYE payments and putting it in his own pocket, $300,000 there. And the size of the problem becomes even more evident when you look at the assets of criminals seized by the police. Now, on the list uh, of the top nine people who have had assets seized or frozen, only one person was a gang member, and that person was right at the bottom of the list. The other eight were all businessmen. The alleged illegal assets of the gang member made up 3% of the total assets of the people on the list. The combined assets of the white-collar criminals' loot, their ill-gotten gains, this is nine people, nine white-collar criminals, $322 million. Nine people. These are big numbers. These are big crimes. They're not supported, though, by big sentences. For instance... The fraudster who took investors for $115 million was out of prison on parole after just six years. It's one of the longest stretches for business fraud, but hello, six years, $115 million. No New Zealand drug lord makes anything near that sort of illegal money. They reckon that for every dollar stolen in common or garden crime, $40 is stolen by white-collar criminals. So why are we so lenient? on these business people defrauding the meek. And it is the meek they are defrauding. And the victims are legion. They are you and I. They are the investors, yes. But they're also the superannuitants who lose their nest eggs and their security for the rest of their lives. The, uh, this fraud dwarfs any beneficiary fraud that you'll ever see in this country. And yet here our hate and opprobrium about beneficiary fraud. But do the white-collar criminals face the daily barrage of disgust that we direct at those people who might do a beneficiary fraud, at the solo mums at the you know, uh, end of their tether, at the residents of emergency housing who contribute to what is an obnoxious tone to a neighbourhood. Maybe, though, we just can't imagine that people who send their kids to nice schools and wear nice suits and contribute maybe to charity can, in fact, be just as bad as any low-life mongrel. So look, if you're a tough-on-crime supporter, you might want to get your dander up about the statistics of the white-collar crime that we have in this country because white-collar crime destroys lives 
in a far more widespread and invidious manner than blue-collar crime. And maybe the sooner we get tougher on it, the better.